Yo, 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 what is up? Awesome family, um, you know, people that have been rocking for the channel, um, anybody that's popping through. I'm here today with Mr. Tito, um, uh, Tito Mercado, and um, I'm going to be talking with him about his uh, boxing career. Um, he's a current professional fighter that fights at uh, 135, uh, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, and yeah, um, we're just gonna have a you know good conversation, and uh, you know we're gonna you know just uh, chop it up. So to you, you know, if you don't mind, please explain to the audience how to get into boxing and uh, what's you know like inspiring you to become what fighter that you are today. Yeah, well, initially got me into boxing was uh, was my father and my uncle. They started uh, you know started uh, training around the age when I was four and I was just I just kind of seen them um working and I, I guess I kind of just threw myself into it got me interested so um that's what that's what initially got me started and my father was amateur boxer before so I kind of seen them doing it I kind of found there's a way to uh get him more involved with my father so I kind of threw myself into that and right now you know obviously it's been paying off right now I'm uh, seven and another professional seven knockouts uh um, yeah, that's a very um, interesting uh, that, um, that um, you say that because, um, you know, some other fighters that I personally know, you know, they tell me like the same thing, that it's either through like a family member that inspires them to box. But uh, knowing how difficult boxing is, do you do it for the legacy or do you just do it because it's something that makes you think deep down inside of your heart and mindset to be like, you know, this could be me one day, you know, 20, 40 years, like, you know, down the road. Um, I guess a little bit of both, you know, obviously for legacy for my family, um, obviously as well for myself. Um, it's more the challenges that the boxing uh, provides, I guess, you know, and, and it's an individual sport. So, you know, knowing that you beat somebody or, you know, um, the top guys or something like that, you know, that, you know and it's not. Uh, it's not like a team sport where, you know, everybody has to kind of contribute, even though I have my corner contribute. But I'm saying as far as getting that ring, sometimes you have to make those adjustments on your own because you don't have your corner. So just to know that, you know, uh, you're able to beat the top guys and, and you're the best, you know, that, that honestly, that's that's the feeling that, uh, that I always go for. Um, as far as your school of boxing knowledge that you're that um, that um, you've attained so far, um, uh, like uh what training camps or trainers have you gotten you know your boxing you know information from you know what like you know what skill sets have you garnered from certain people in boxing now that have you know made you into like the fighter that like you know that you are today just my father that's on that's my that's been my trainer for uh since since the start of it and um i'm, uh, I'm planning to end with it another, another trainer he's taught me everything um we obviously study a lot together and um brought me this far and I know we're, we're, we're gonna continue to improve. um like as far as your current weight class goes uh do you have like a set you know plan of like uh, what you want to do at lightweight and um if so what's up the goal of, of uh, what you're trying to do right now uh this current fight that I'm gonna be doing October 27th against uh is gonna be at 140. It was an opportunity uh that I that I couldn't really pass up it was a great great opposition right and um it's for a, a Nava silver title, so I couldn't pass that up. But eventually, I uh, plan to go back down to 135 and capture the belts over there. Whether, regardless, I have to go through Haney or not, uh, I'm not sure if you can be there for too much longer. But uh, if I have to take those belts away from myself, that's what I'll do. Yeah, because um, I'm actually like you know connected with 
you know, people that know him. But uh, uh, the thing is, is from what I'm hearing, Devin said he has one more fight left on top rank. And then, you know, the plan would either be maybe fight Lomachenko or, you know, if anything, he should just move up and then the belts will be vacated. So I guess in your perfect world, would you just want to fight Haney directly or do you think it's time for you to like face some other fighters, you know, like, you know, um, um, in the division per se that are currently in the division or at least fighters that are definitely coming into the division, like Shakur Stevenson and all the other guys at 130 and below? I mean, just all and, you know, if I'm able to get that fight directly, I mean, why not? You know, there's a lot of fighters that you know, would want to just go straight forward, right, for the best way. But if I had to take some fights like Chikors, then, you know, any of the top guys at 135 to get to uh, to get to Devin, then that's no problem as well for me. No problem beating anybody. Yeah, because uh, personally, um, I really want to see you fight Keyshawn Davis because you've been saying a lot of great beef, you know, talk towards him and – uh I think that's a perfect fight right now, you know, like as far as, you know, where things are, you know, between your careers. And I think um, if I'm not mistaken, like, you know, like having having that fight will definitely make make that branding a lot better because, you know, if you beat him, then basically in your own worldview, you could easily just run right through everybody else because those bigger names will definitely come up. Right. Right, no, and I, I think that's a great fight. You know, we got obviously we have uh we have some history with each other. I think it's a perfect fight for me. Although uh, it's a great idea for him to take a fight with me at this at this point or any point in his career. But you know, how if you want to see it. All right, um, I got Just Do here. He's um one of like my uh, partners, like you know that I uh, talk with. But um, he definitely has like a lot of questions, like you know, to ask you. Okay, cool. Hey, what's going on, Tito? What's How on? you feeling, bro? Feeling good. How about hey, you? man, I, I I wanted to ask you, how, how bad do you want to fight Keyshawn? And the reason I asked, because of, uh, I watched the interview that you did, and you talked about a little bit of your history, and you, you, you hit on, you know, how the coaches, how they treated you, and how they were teaching you the wrong things purposely and things like that. I just want to know how bad you want to get your hands on Keyshawn Davis, man. Man, you know, honestly, I don't want that fight real bad. Just for the fact that I want to he stole from me. And I'm not being able to go over there and represent. Um, but as far as that, man, I'm not losing no sleep over him. I know I'm doing I'm moving on with my career now. I'm fighting great fighters. Uh my fight October twenty second against Jason Velez. I'm moving on with my career with or without him, but I definitely fight with him. And uh I know Top Rank's gonna try to avoid me, you know, getting in the ring with him, but you know, uh, I'm gonna keep going there, bring his name out, and and uh, bring him out of those uh, those shadows that he's that he's lurking in. Hey man, I, I feel you. Hey man, keep applying pressure, man. One thing we we do when we talk this boxing, man, is I'm an advocate personally for fighters fighting individuals that want to fight them back, and I just think that'd be a hell of a fight. And a lot of people want to see it. Like I said, they 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 hear the past history and. And be honest, man, from the people I talk to, I don't think people like his 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 arrogance. I think they just feel like he's too arrogant. I think some people out there that feel like you would be the guy to uh, kind of humble him just a bit. Yeah, the problem, man, when you when you associate many uh, world champions and stuff like that, you, you start getting your heads in the cloud too much. And he's been doing that since the amateurs. And I think that's going to be a downfall for him. You know, I hope he comes the best, honestly, the best uh, they say he is, but you know, when you when you have your head in the clouds like that, man, it's 
it's, it's really easy to humble humble fighters like that. True. True indeed. Um, I actually want to follow up with that, and um, I think I think this is a very very deep question, but like for your perspective, is it good to be you know humble in boxing or like you know cocky in boxing? Because I think like you know when you have like those two different characters, especially when people use humble a lot in boxing, I think they don't understand that this is a sport where you have to be very very vigilant you know, coming into your fights. And I'm pretty sure when you get into those wars, you know, there's nothing humble to be like about it other than just, hey, this is me. You know, this is what I have to do. And this is what I bring to the table. So do you have to be humble coming into your fight? Or do you have to have that, you know, high, you know, um, like, you know, um, um, up and mighty, um, how should I say, like, you know, um, high, like, you know, up and mighty cockiness to, like, like to, like you know, to solidify victory. If you think that you're better than everyone else, um, in my personal opinion, I feel like they both need a, a balance in a way. You know, me myself, you mm-hmm. know, I'm very humble, but I feel like you know, I like I like to speak my mind out, and I feel like sometimes there's fighters out here, especially now that are that are so humble that they don't get the recognition they deserve because they don't speak out. So me, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I like balance where I'm, I'm a humble fighter, man. But when it comes down to it, I'm gonna speak my mind out. Yeah, you come across as a pretty humble dude, man. And I, I thank you. I thank you. I agree. You need a balance of both. And I get what you mean, K-Rod, because uh, me lately, I've been trying to understand. And I'll just use him as an example because we, we've been talking about him. Keyshawn, I've been trying to understand from the outside looking in fighters like him. And, um, you know, I try to, you know, I think um, when you, you take punches for a living, like, I think it is a certain amount of confidence and, you know, I don't want to say arrogance. I want to use the right word. I think it's a certain amount of confidence that you and belief that you got to share to be able to compete in the sport of boxing, you know. But uh, I think, like you said, there is a balance, man. And I, I do find myself trying to understand uh, that the cocky fighter just a bit more. Instead of judging, I'll be, you know, I'm in a situation where I try to understand. So, I, you know, I see you just the polar opposite of, uh, of Keyshawn and I, I respect both of y'all. I just hope at some point you truly get that fight because I don't see no reason why you wouldn't get it. You deserve it. You keep winning. And if I'm not mistaken, you had a knockout not too long ago, right? Yeah, a knockout in August, uh, the, the 25th, over here in Cali. And like I said, man, I got another another great fight. All these mm-hmm. problems not stepping up. Keyshawn's not stepping up. I'm stepping up, taking the guy yeah. that's, uh, I mean, that's still dangerous. So I want to mm-hmm. I want to show what's up, so I want to get that fight or any other fights mm-hmm. that are, you know, Keyshawn. There's a lot of other great fighters, so it don't really matter. I'm taking whoever. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, Jason Velez is a vet, so I'm definitely. I, is it a way we could watch it? Will it be televised? Yeah, they're gonna be televising in their own little like. Thing. I think it's gonna be like ten bucks. Um, they're mm-hmm. gonna get that. Mm-hmm. Reason I ask because it, it you know, I. I I'm re- I'm truly passionate about the sport, and I, I like what you young kings are doing, man. And it's a way I could support you and actually watch you. That I'm gonna actually do it. So if it's a way I can watch your fight, I definitely be tuning in. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. No problem, bro. Hey Tito, um, I got a question from the chat. Uh, Skywalker Boxing says, "Who are your heroes that you look up to in boxing? Um, like, uh, do you have any legends, you know, that you look up to?" Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, 
from the beginning, I kind of always looked up to Ray Leonard. I looked up to uh, uh, from uh, mm. and uh, Salvador Sanchez, where most other half I'm from Mexico as well. Uh, my my mother's side, so but really, you know, the one that I always watched, no matter what, was Ray Leonard. You know, from the Olympics, from you know fighting Tommy Hearns and all them, fight everybody. So that's that's kind of who I kind of looked up to. Yeah, um, I find that interesting, that, you know, that you say that because um, a lot of these like great Mexican fighters, you know, I'll even use Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. and Juan Manuel Marquez, but I don't know if you can like agree, but like they really learn from like Black American fighting styles because if you think about it, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. like his style almost replicated like a young version of like a you know almost like a young Tommy Hearns, but it was like very rough rugged and it had like a good style with it and same thing you know with uh marquez because you know marquez you know he actually got better when he came over you know to the states and uh you know honestly i really wish like you know a lot of those fighters out of what the mexican region actually came over to america to train and actually become professionals because um i don't know if it's true but you know maybe like a ton of those fighters out of those regions they don't have the money to come over uh, to the states so maybe that's why like you know when you hear guys like you know isaac pitbull cruz and you know um eduardo ramirez and all these other mexicans you know like i would just assume that they try to fight whoever that they could fight down there before they could get like a big opportunity to like come over here because you know that's pretty much like their one way out to like you know give themselves like the opportunity to get better so um i guess to follow that question up do you like you know do you think that type of school of boxing is is starting to like evolve past it or do you think those fighters are you know not on like the level compared to all the other you know all-time greats i think it's different you know i think like you were talking about how you know over there they got to fight kind of each other over there it's because i mean a lot of not a lot of them got the resources and, and the backing or you know the support to be able to you know come out here or or fight better fighters and stuff like that but i think i think it's definitely evolving you know you see a lot of fighters fighting differently um I think there's honestly you can learn from a lot of different fighters from different you know uh regions you know you'd be surprised you know you can learn a lot of stuff but as far as that you know i think the mexican style has always kind of been the same as far as you know coming forward or find the pressure and i think that you know uh with me coming in i think uh, i'll definitely change the aspect a little bit as well as i think canelo is kind of changing he's trying to box a little bit more as well so i think you know uh with me coming in a young guy i think i'll, I'll be able to change that a lot for them uh, I also wanted to follow that up with another good question. Um, knowing that you do have Mexican blood, can you please honor a Mexico versus Puerto Rico matchup? <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got wait, wait, wait. Um, before like you say anything, I got one good fighter in mind, and this is a public call out. I'm just gonna put it out here. His name is Julio El Macho Solis. He fights at lightweight. He says he wants all the smoke. Maybe you and him can get together and fight each other, but if so, please. Um, I'm just putting that out there. That's a good fight. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna remember the name. I'm about to search him up. Um, that, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Mexico versus Puerto Rico fight. Jason Bless was from Puerto Rico, but you know, uh, definitely, uh, I'll definitely uh, take that fight as well. You know, if it's uh, if it's something that's you know, um, that's both uh, convenient for me and him, but I'll, I will say this from the amateurs, you know, to, to everything. I'm undefeated against Puerto Ricans. I'll just put it. I'll just put it right there. Ooh, oh my god! Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> I just put it right. Uh, 
all the prospects from right now they're trying to blow up, you know, Aaron Aponte, you know, all these guys right now. Oh, I'm, yeah, he's good. Yeah, um, have you actually ran into, um, you know, all the other known fighters, you know, like Xander Zayas, uh, like, you know, Luisa Melendez, and um, um, who's that, the other guy that fights at 126? Uh, um, exactly. 47. Um, who? Alexander Zayas, I think he fights at 147. Oh, no, no, no. Xander, he fights at 154. Yeah. yeah, he moved up. He was at 47. He moved up. Yeah. I, I like that kid, too. He's another uh, talent. Um, who did you meet, like, you know, um, in the amateurs that you've had history with? Um, Believe it or not, I was actually going to fight Alexander Zayas over there in Florida. I went for a tournament. and uh, mm. Wow. After the tournament was mm. done, we going to do a, a match about with you know, I was trying to get a, I was trying to get as many fights as I could over there, and uh, uh, I ended up fighting his his stablemate instead because he was a little heavier, had more experience at, uh, than him at the time. So I ended up in what I thought would be the better fight. But if I would have knew, you know, uh, the hype around Alexander Zayas, I definitely would have seen that fight instead. You know, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I was supposed to fight him though. That that's a true story. You could even ask him yourself. That that was a that was a good one, but. You know, I fought all the prospects, man. You know, like I said, Aaron Aponte, you know, Charlie Chi that they're blowing up right now as well on uh, top rank. Um, mm-hmm. Amado Vargas uh, with the Vargas. Uh, oh, yeah, yo, Amado Vargas. Yo, I can see you fighting him real soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't think, I, don't, I don't think they would want to take that type of fight yet. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. He's the a good He's a good fighter. The box rec got your height correct. You 5'10". Yeah, like you a tall person. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the problem at lightweight. I always said that. I'm sitting here looking, and you you about to fight a guy with 40 fights, man. That's I think that says a lot about what you're trying to do in the sport right now. And I think everybody should know Jason Velez by now. No, everybody, tough, tough guy. Everybody, yeah, can, um, you know, it's a great fight, great step up fight. Uh, a lot of people are, are surprised yeah. that. But like I said in every interview, I'm trying to take the best fights, and I and I want to show it. I'm not gonna be over there on Twitter all day. Just I hear it. I hear it. I appreciate that. I like that. We need more fighters with your energy, man. I think you you got a good balance of both. You humble, but you still you do speak your mind. And I think when you speak, you make a lot of sense. That's why I asked that initial question about Keyshawn because I think the way you handled that interview, and I, I I touched on it on the live. I said, man, it's some, that's something you know people need to. Here, you know, that interview that you was, you know, speaking on and some of the treatment you got. And, man, I just hope moving forward that, you 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 know, you get treated a lot better than your experience back then. I just hope things continue to move, you know, in your favor. Thank you. Yeah, no, and, you know, I think that I think that happens a lot in amateur boxing, especially around the time of the Olympics. But I don't think a lot of fighters speak up. You know what I'm saying? I hopefully we're mm-hmm. you know, talking on that topic. A lot of fighters are able to, or even USA Boxing, able to change their ways a little bit to to give the fighters yeah. that actually deserve it the the shot to actually go with and represent. That's that's all. That's yeah. all. I'm trying to bring awareness to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, I think a, a lot of times that's how people build disdain for fighters. It, you know, it's not nothing personal, but when you hear a story, and I'm just sorry, right, I like Keyshawn Davis. I like watching him fight. I got to see him live in his last fight. You know, he did his thing, but. I just hate to hear a fighter, you know, when you speak on, and I feel like what you were saying was true. You wasn't no stumbling. You wasn't trying to create a, a narrative. You really explained what your experience was. And like I said, I just think things like that need to be highlighted. 
And I thought it was like, you know, I respect you even having this, you know what I mean? The heart to speak on it and not, you know what I mean? Not worry about the criticism or somebody, you know, trying to, I guess, counter what you're saying. I, I'm, we starting to hear these little stories more and more. So like I said, I'm just glad you spoke on it. And like I said, hopefully moving forward, things move more in your favor, man. Cause you, you look hungry and you the kind of energy, you got the type of attitude and hunger that you need in the sport of boxing, especially with a young prospect. Thank you. Hey, Tito, um, I was going to ask um, two questions. Uh, um, what's the highest weight class that um, that you believe you could finish your career at in boxing? And um, who's your promotional you know, company and management that you're working with? And uh, what's your goals to get up there to the higher level? Um, as far as the weight class, man, I don't know. That that could be it could, that could be a question. That I'm thinking, you know, one sixty because of the height that I got. Oh man, uh, and like oh. <laughs> the height that I got, man, and I'm I'm so young right now, so I I can make one thirty five. So you know, from from one thirty five to one sixty, maybe one sixty eight, because I could. I mean, I could re I could rehydrate pretty big, man, if I really wanted to. So it's, it's <laughs> you know, you never know, man. It, that builds up, you know. You got guys like you know Canelo, who went from 140, he thought his, his thing, and now he's at 168, even fighting at 175. So you just never know, man. But I got the, I think I got all the, uh, you know, athletic, uh, you know, components to be able to kind of pick and choose wherever weight class I want to go to. You got them damn heavy hands, man. <laughs> I see some of these highlights, man, and, and look, man. That's that, that punch and power look real, man. And you just humble, and I know you putting in the work. You can see it. You can see the in the challenges that you take. I mean, you fought some veteran fighters with a lot of experience. I think, I think, uh, I think more needs to be said about guys that you know take on challenges like that. And I think we need to do a better job at assessing the challenges that's being taken. Like for example. You know, you'll see a guy with multiple losses and we automatically think that that's just somebody you're supposed to run through. But we don't take into account the level of experience that that fighter has as opposed to you. Like, I can't stress it enough. Seven fights, this dude is 39 and one. 39 and one? That's 40 fights, man. I mean, he triples the amount of fights you have. So, like, again, I just can't. I got to highlight what you're doing. I appreciate it. And I just want to see more of it in the sport. And hopefully, you know, some people are, See what you're doing and be motivated by it, and you know, we'll just take from it and be able to move the same way in the sport. Yeah, and, and I'm not looking past Velez, but you know, uh -huh. uh, when everything goes good, we got another opponent that's better than Velez. We got with experience, so we just, like I said, man, I want to just make the best fights happen, and, and then we're, we're, uh -huh. we're looking forward to doing that every single fight. If they don't get put notice with this fight, the next one they're gonna get put notice. If they're not, and they're going to see what the next one is. It don't matter. I, I just want to keep racking them up. That's all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. I guess the real question is, is that when are you going to knock out Ryan Garcia? <laughs> they ain't putting Ryan nowhere near him. You know that. Man, you cooked that boy up. You cooked that boy up. I've been knowing Ryan <laughs> for a real long time since I was like, <laughs> um, I think that would be a big fight. In SoCal, you know, at the fight Crypto Arena, just because. Oh my God! <laughs> I, I think that will sell a lot. It'll be, like, it'll be like in a way like a Mosley versus De La Hoya, just because we're both from California, and I think it'll sell real nasty. Huh? As far as the, be too much of a struggle for me. I think it would. Uh, it, it wouldn't last. I don't think it'll last past five. 
Yeah, I definitely oh. agree with that. Ryan, Ryan's too stationary. I feel like he has a lot of uh, uh, athleticism, you know, but I feel like he lacks a lot of uh, skills. I think he, he kind of just relies on his speed too much and his power. Hey, man, see? This is why I love to hear from fighters because I've said this time and time again, he relies too heavily on athleticism. And I believe because he's young and he does have real good speed and some good power, I think he's been able to get over the hump with the level of fighters that he's been in there with. I think when I look at him, I just think he lacks hunger and drive. And I I said this before, I think because they've marketed him so well outside of the sport where he's been able to make money, I think it just killed his hunger. It's just, you know, I, I follow it and I, I listen to things that he posts and I, I try to hold fighters accountable to the things that they say. And he had released a statement saying, you know, uh, he's glad he's not pressed for money so he don't have to just take these fights. Basically, what I got out of that is a guy that is kind of, his stomach is kind of fed. He doesn't sound like a hungry fighter. You know what I'm saying? It, it, he was maybe speaking from, you know, he's not desperate. But to me, I just... I just heard a lack of hunger there, and I just think that's going to always be his problem. Like, And one thing I, I allude to is, like, you know, even from the videos he posts of himself, it's like the same thing over and over. You don't never really see him in the gym really putting in that work and making you feel like he's dedicated the way he is. I just think he's comfortable with being popular and, and not really being a great fighter. I, I said this before. I think that's a question that he might not he need to ask himself is he – is he content being popular or do he really want to be great? And I just don't, I don't get that from him, even in the way he speaks to how he moves. I think he just, he got some growing to do, I think, mentally. Like, he needs some maturing to do, should I say. Right, no, I mean, even Canelo said it, right? I mean, I know, <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 20 minutes, shadow box, talking to get back out. So. Um, <laughs> he, he definitely did it different from a lot of boxers, though. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. did. I mean, he, he kind of came up on the social media aspect. You know, a lot of fighters, mm-hmm. I, I give him respect for it because he, he did it differently. There's no other other fighter that kind of blew up on social media instead of actually fighting. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I think he's making, you know, obviously get some good money from social media because, you know, mm-hmm. that he's been taking off of boxing, not fighting. Obviously, like you said, his stomach must be full already. He's content with what he got. Mm-hmm. And he has, just to be fair, you know, he has skill. I can see that. He has some ability, should I say, but I just don't, I think the, the lack of hunger is what's stopping him from getting to that next level. Yeah. Um, I was also going to add, on top of that, um, do, do you think, you know, like it's best for, you know, what Ryan's doing with like all this social media talking and all this, you know, weird drama, does that like help your name grow faster? Or do you think that's just like a really poor way to, put yourself out there, you know, if you don't have the skills, you know, to back it up. I think I think it's good from a from a, a selling standpoint, right? For, you know, obviously, if you want to promote the fight. But uh, after a while, man, you know, I don't know if I, I... I wouldn't be the type to go over there playing phone tag with somebody else. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd be texting a girl or something, man. That's, that's all day right there. They just, you know, phone tagging each other with him and Javante and stuff like that. I think, you know... If, there's a certain point where it's good for you know, for selling the fight, but then after a while, you know, I think they've been phone tagging each other for years already, and you know, they just want to make the damn fight happen. And I think with them not making the fight happen, that's when boxing fans and even the casual fans, that, you know, that that we could be getting, 
they're like, nah, that boxing the joke is becoming more like WWE. And that's why a lot of you get a lot of people going transitioning over to MMA because they are at least making the fights happen. Shit, at least let the WWE they be making the fights happen too. That ain't real though. That's a lot of promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick question: How you how you how you see that fight going with Tank and Ryan? And just in your opinion, from what you've been able to consume, what what's your reason you think the fight ain't happened yet? I think. You know, and I think a lot of people are siding towards Tank, which I am as well. But I wouldn't count right now either because, like I said, I think he does have some type of skill. I think he has a lot of athleticism. I've never seen Monte with a guy like Ryan. Regardless, I still step up from him. I thought, regardless, I thought Rollies was doing good and up until the knockout. So you just never know, man, because i never seen Javante take a shot either. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of 50-50 in the air, but I would lean towards Javante to win that fight. Absolutely. Uh, do you do you see yourself fighting Gervonta real soon, or you know how do, how does that pathway you know begin? <laughs> I would like to, but I mean, you know, the people that, that that's behind them, I don't know if they, you know, want to take a, a fight like that, a risky type of fight. You know, we've seen it in his resume; it's not really too impressive. Yeah, because the reason why I say that is because I think Gervonta's in the same situation Canelo's in right now, and almost like a Terrence Crawford, you know, in a way, he's trying to act like he wants these fights, but then when the walls are closing in, now the pressure's on you of who you're going to fight next because, you know, look at where the state of the division is right now. You're fighting Jason Velez. You're fighting veteran-level opposition, and Gervonta's trying to fight somebody where no one asked, well, he didn't ask, like, you know, any of us to have that fight made to begin with, with Ryan Garcia. Devin just beat George Cambosos again, and now Shakur's moving up. So, you know, like, you already see, like, where like, the play is going. And I think what's happening is that Gervonta, he's going to be put into a, a catch-22 situation where he has to either man up and fight basically all the upper echelon, you know, fighters. Or he has to basically get out of what the way, because it's like he can't be holding everything up. And I think... You know, uh, this is very similar to the other two fighters with Crawford and uh, Canelo. If you're not facing, like, high-level opposition to keep your skills sharp, and then when somebody knocks on your door to want to fight you, then, you know, you're not going to be ready. So I think I think it's necessary for Tank to get these fights, you know, out the way because, you know, um, regardless of what anybody says, like, you know, he has great skills, but it's like, you know, think about it. If you're not facing the deadlier opposition in your – um um in your contemporary basis then all the other fighters or all the other you know um enemies in your vicinity they're going to keep getting better and they're going to keep learning what more deficiencies that you have and i think that's a really really bad habit that a lot of fighters do because they want to take the easy road out and they don't want to go through about the harder path and i think that's a really poor you know disciplinary um like you know um like um um like um like a disciplinary action like, you know, that they go through. Yeah, I mean, from the, you know, from a, a fan standpoint, disappointing to be fighters, you know, top fighters not want to fight their opposition, but you got to remember the people that are behind Javante with Mayweather, you know, or the whole team, team pretty much have, they're going to do what they want to do. And I feel like they're going to kind of follow the same blueprint when, which is when he did fight, you know, good fighters, they were way past their prime already. And I mean, you know, teach you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you want to, you know, milk the most out of that money, or did, 
I mean, he got his own path, right? You know, but hopefully, you know, uh, like myself, that the same mindset that one of the best fighters. Um, as far as that goes, how hard is matchmaking for you? Like, you know, if you're going after all these killers, then that means matchmaking has to be difficult at this point, right? Yeah, but you know, with with me having so little fights, you know, a lot of them, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe he's like, maybe he has to. You don't have that much experience yet, so I'm able to get them in the ring, you know, and uh, hopefully I'm able to get, you know, hopefully I don't make too much of a statement that I'm not able to get some of these more experienced fighters in the ring. But, you know, um, with with the level of fights that I have right now, a lot of them might be thinking it's a good time to go over there and, and take it from them because the guy doesn't have that much experience. But right now I'm loving it, but they don't, I don't think they really understand how much the amateurs really uh, affects the pro game. I have over 300 amateur fights, so I think that that really definitely levels it all back out again with the experience was yeah because um i actually uh um i don't know if you know this other fighter abraham nova he's like you know he's a you know good friend of mine out you know out here in albany new york but he basically told me about the same thing that you told me like he had over 200 plus amateur fights and he was on pretty much at the big stage and he just didn't get recognized as much and i mean you know, but the only time where he actually was like talked about was when he defeated Avery Sparrow, and then that's where like you know, uh, you know, all the you know all the big neck like you know networks they were putting his name out there. But then after that, you know, that was basically it. And it's just like I found that to be very disrespectful because it's like, you know, if the amateurs is supposed to be used as a primer to expand your political campaign to become a good marketable name, then why not have all the youngest fighters in your division all fight each other, which I think it should be like a mandatory matchmaking system where you can't get away from all the younger talent. And, you know, you can't just jump in front of like, you know, everybody else to say like, Oh, well I'm better than like, you know, than everybody else because, you know, I have like the better promotional backing. No, like, you know, um, um, it doesn't work like that. You know, take a look at what happened with um, Jose Valenzuela. Like, he didn't need to fight Edwin De Los Santos. Him and Jezero Corrales could have had their fight held back to a different date. But no, he decided to, to take that fight, you know, right away because, you know, he wanted to test himself. But still, Edwin, he's a killer versus like anybody else coming into any situation like that. You're not going to turn down like a big opportunity if you're not known versus somebody who is known like Keyshawn Davis. He'll keep running his mouth saying, oh, well. I've been fighting guys with, you know, winning records, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at least I'm fighting them. But these other guys, you know, they ain't doing that. But it's like, you know, the difference is, is that you're not taking the bigger risk. You're not going after guys that are not afraid to lay down. And I think that's the biggest issue with a lot of these younger level talented fighters. They don't want to take that risk of what you're doing right now because you want to be better than everybody else. And you don't care what the outcome is. You care about being the best of what you can possibly be. Right. No, and you're 100%. You know, there's fighters like Keish, who, you know, might say that he got, he's five guys with positive records, you know, over 30 fights as well. But, I mean, if we're being honest, most of those fighters that he's fighting, they they had their uh, record padded, you know, up in Mexico. fighting a yeah. month. <laughs> So, I mean, really all that experience, it's not, it's not really experience. You're just fighting guys that, it makes them look good. I mean, it makes them look good as a, you know, one of the best prospects, you know, with those those type of records. But if you're talking about, you know, fighters that are actually dangerous and actual have actual experience, that's not that's not really what he's doing. And I think 
you know, being a top prospect as well as myself, you know, fighting fighters like that, you're not really developing like that. And in a certain in a certain aspect, because once you get into those big fights, there's gonna be adversity you got to face. And I think, you know, that's when you kind of want would want that type of experience. And I think they're kind of just uh avoiding that. Um, how does it work with sanction bodies uh making fights? Because I've been talking to other fighters where they say sanction bodies prevent certain styles of a certain fighter to be matched up with like another fighter because you know they have like like I'm not too sure if it's you know like a thing, but they'll like actually prevent fights from being made of having this fighter fight the other guy because they already know what the outcome is going to be and making that fight. Um, I couldn't really tell you too much, you know, uh, I, all I know is that I know if you put good fights in front of them, uh, unless you're, unless you're, I think, I feel like that's more towards if you're like a protected fighter, like you know, a fighter, maybe like Gervonta or like a Canelo where, you know, they wouldn't want you to, they wouldn't want to lose a big, uh, I guess a provider for them that you know that pays their bills, but you know as far as mine, you know with the Nava Silver title, they they were more than pleased for me to uh, be able to fight Jason Velez because they know it's a great fight to make happen. So now, if you beat him, then that then that makes your ranking a lot higher as a fighter, you know, regardless of how the politics play. Yeah, no, it makes me a lot higher not only in, in just the division, but also it starts getting me ranked towards the WBA. So. Maybe, hopefully, you know, sooner down the line next year, I'll be able to go for a title shot. Oh, sweet. Yeah, man, I'm all down for that. <laughs> but, you know, there's going to be some, like, big, gigantic fights down that path because there's just so many big names that are going to be in that listing. Like, like you know, who's, you know, that other dude that's really good? He just recently fought. Oh, um, Michelle Rivera. Like, like, you know, that's a big fight down the path, like. Like I can, like you know, I could easily see it being like a absolute round robin. It's just gonna be like tough fights back to back. <laughs> no man, with all these fighters, especially in the one thirty five forty, they might as well just do a tournament like they did uh, over there with the middleweights uh, not long ago with the uh, Andre Ward. Might as well. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, I mean, might as well since there's so I'm I'm only saying that because there's so many fighters in the one forty division. So I think that would be that would be fun to see who the best is. Yeah, speaking of tournaments, um, do you think that, you know, if you're, well, like theoretically without having any political, you know, politics and boxing, do you think there should be like a mandated tournament system universally where when you're going for a title, everybody should fight each other and it should be kind of like a, you know, like a, it should basically be like a winner's bracket, a loser's bracket system. And then whoever makes it to the top is basically the you know undisputed fighter, right? I mean, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, that would make the most sense. But I mean, um, unfortunately, man, like I said, these promoters and stuff—they got their own way of you know, <laughs> the guy that they want, right? They want, the, they know that's gonna end up you know cashing them out and and stuff like that. So, you know, in a perfect world, that would be great. But you know, we're just gonna have to kind of uh, hope a lot of these fighters, you know, see things that you know, even young prospects like I'm doing, taking risks. Uh, for them to start taking risks as well and and uh, start giving the fans what they really what they really deserve. Yeah, because I figured I'd bring that up because you know for me at least you know I want to see boxing like you know basically skyrocket like any other sport because boxing deserves to be like that because this is only you you know this is you coming into the ring and giving the fans you know like a great show and displaying your talents at a high level and. 
the financial ramifications behind it deserve like a lot more, you know, uh, praise for it where fighters should be treated a lot better financially. And, you know, there shouldn't be any need to be staying in the sport for that, that long of a time period. And, um, I just find it disrespectful because it's like, you know, like you, like, you know, you're taking all these risks to dare to be great, but it's like, you know, if they're not paying you what you deserve, it's like, you know, that's, what's, you know, making the sport very vicious in that sense, because it's like, you know, with all these corrupt promoters and sanctioned bodies, you know, working hand to hand, you know, if anything, like, you know, they're not working towards, you know, the consumers, they're, they're obviously working towards, you know, each other and having state political, you know, um, interest groups coming in to say, well, you know, we can keep this up, you know, as long as we want, because nobody's not going to stop us. But it's like, at what point do fighters like yourself actually come together to make that change happen where, you know, enough is enough? Because I think, you know, you know, um, in this day and age right now, it's important to do it because, you know, we live in, you know, such a um, it, like, you know, um, um, information based technological world. So uh, do you think that time frame will start to change, you know, that the sport um, um, a lot quicker? I mean, I hope so. I mean, oh, it's even gotten to a point now where we got YouTubers getting more print, more attention, even probably selling out more arenas and more pay-per-views than, you know. Yeah. Boxing. <laughs> that's so that's so embarrassing, man. That's what I'm saying. You even got YouTubers over here trying to, you know, help boxing out because, you know, these fights, like I said, are not being made. Uh a lot of these fighters not taking risks, so a lot of these YouTubers are coming here and getting more attention than we are, you know. And we've been, we, we actually, you know, a lot of the YouTubers. I mean, we'll be honest, even Jake Paul, you know, even as much as he says that he trains and he actually takes it serious, it's not. We know it's not. It's not as. It's not his life, you know. Like like all these other boxers who have no other choice but to go there and you know, you know, get their ass whooped. Basically, I mean, basically, I mean, I'm gonna put it how it is. But you know, uh, you know, I, I hope that you know. I'm able to. I'm. I'm one of the ones to be able to help change the 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 dynamic a little bit. But unfortunately, it's gonna take. You know, it's gonna take a lot more than you know just one fighter. It's gonna have to take a lot of fighters, especially the top ones, to go out there and uh, you know, try to help change that. Yeah, because uh, the reason why I bring that up is is just just mainly because you know I personally want to change you know with the sport, and um, you know I figured if I bring this up more with people like yourself and other fighters, and I think eventually that community of like you know of us you know being united on that principle will make the sport better because it's like you know i you know enjoy watching all the other major sports and i just don't like the fact that boxing doesn't get that same shine because like you know on a marketability level it should be number one in the world you know there should be no you know dispute over boxing not getting enough ratings like nfl ratings nba mm -hmm. ratings you know golfing ratings like boxing should always be you know, like, you know, um, like, um, it should always be 100%, you know, like, you know, uh, mega ratings, you know, every single weekend, you know, there shouldn't be any reason why boxing should not come on almost every single day. Right. No. And, and I think too, what kind of separates, you know, like you're saying, even in, in high school, right. When you're playing NBA in high school and, uh, and all that stuff, they even got them broadcast on ESPN and stuff like that. And there's a lot of great amateur fighters, even including myself. That, that go unnoticed because they're yeah. not, not being, you know, uh, promoted or, or in a platform that's, you know, that's like that. You, know, you got a lot of these high school uh, high school players probably making more money than than a lot of, you know, a lot of the people out here right now just because they're being broadcasted and being promoted rightly. So, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe uh, the amateur system is able to change a little bit, some type of uh, 
some bigger promotion for these for these fighters that are you know actually trying to live. Yeah, I would like to see more uh, mega sponsorships like Nike, Gatorade, Adidas. Like, have these like financial scholarship programs to like finance fighters, especially if they want to like go to college and stuff. And like, you know, I really wish colleges actually um, instituted boxing. Same thing with high school. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. on top of that, just think about how guys like Zion Williamson and all these like you know other future NBA rising rookies right now. How do they get all this, you know, you know, like attention so early in their careers? And now they're just blowing up with all this money. It's, you know, it's mainly because that they've had more attention from the media because they've displayed their skills at a high level. And now they're already set for life because it's like, you know, like a previous to um, what you said earlier, you know, it's all like, you know, it's all like about gaining, you know, recognition, you know, from what the audiences that actually care about looking at the young talent and, Honestly, like, it's just very sad because it's like, theoretically, you should be at the top level, you know, early in your career. You know, there shouldn't be no dispute to say that you can't get money while you're in high school or heading into your college years because, you know, you're not disciplined yet to get that money. No, like, like to me personally, like, you know, everybody should have the opportunity to make money and be successful, you know, especially, you know, like, you know, for boxing and any other sport, because, you are your own entrepreneur at the end of the day. Nobody tells mm-hmm. you what to do. You are your own boss and you run your own life. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I got like a final question for you. Uh, what influence do you want to bring to the fans for your legacy? And what's the end goal for what Tito Mercado will do for boxing? Uh, I guess my end goal, man, is, is really to, you know, whatever um, is to kind of you know go with it and say that I was the best at any division, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna just be saying I'm the best. I'm actually gonna be you know going out there and proving it. But yeah, exactly. Working. And actually fighting the best. I just you know all these fighters claim they're the best, but they never got down with the best. And, and I'm not like that. I want to go over there. I, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm the best. I want the fans to say that I'm the best by being the best. The best fighters in the divisions. And uh, honestly, you know, at the end of it, man, I just want to be able to. Uh, to say that, you know, Mercado was one of the first ones, you know, out of anybody in this generation to go there and take risk and uh, to do it and, and to come out on top. And now other fighters are, are, are more willing and and embracing the the, the, the struggle and the, and the journey to go over there and actually take those risks and, and to change it, you know, change the dynamic of boxing. Nice. Those are very, very strong words. But, um, yeah, man, I had, like, a lot of fun doing this. Uh, you know, we definitely got to do this again. Um, sure. um, I definitely like to come to your fight one day, and uh, hopefully you can come out here to the East Coast, and, uh, you know, I can see you knock somebody out. <laughs> they just did right there. Uh... Yo, the Barclays Center would have been the perfect. Yo, Deontay Walter card? Like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. man. You would have lit that whole environment up. man. But like the undercard fights could have been a lot better, but I mean, when you have a day one to wild fight, man, it never disappoints. So you know, you know, it just takes that one shot. Yeah. Oh my god, yo, that like uh, that undercard was. The thing is, the Barclays Center ain't going nowhere, and neither are you. So the opportunity is still gonna be there for you to come, not somebody out of the Barclays, man. And if you come, I I, I plan on being there. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I'm pulling up. Come out, come out to the MSG. Like I'm definitely coming. No, hey, hey, but 
uh, those girl fights this past weekend. Hey, those fights really. Oh, yo, I gotta talk. Yeah. Both of them really. Uh, compared to like, I'm not gonna, I don't really want to bash Tatum like that, but that, that fight really didn't impress me too much. I, I think we kind of knew the outcome and it was a little, a little boring, but that Clarissa Shields fight and the Marshall one, that, that one definitely impressed me this past weekend. Clarissa <laughs> like, fought like Errol Spence, man. She was just like, she was like, boom, boom, boom. Yo, I was like, yo, Samantha, yo, Samantha was going to get knocked out. And I was like, holy shit. Like Clarissa was oh. just whipping on her. No, they threw that. I always say it. She would have been stopped. It turned out since the kids, man. When we watching y'all fight, man. It's no energy like the fight energy. I was doing a bunch of screaming. Matter of fact, I don't know if you know K-Rod. I did over 17 hours of streaming yesterday, man. Yeah, I didn't even know I was going to be up right now. But, hey, I'm back at it again today, man. Wow. Back at it again. Uh, do you think Clarissa will, you know... You know, um, um, like you know, have more bigger fights down the future, or like you know, like um, what do you think is next for? Her? Are you asking me or um? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, you Tito. Um, I'm not sure, Max. I don't really follow women's boxing too much. Um, I'm not yeah. sure who she has in her division, or you know, the next division if there's much competition for her. I know this fight was a great fight. You know, I, this is my one of my like second second times watching her fight, and I was really impressed with her, but. I'm not sure if she has as much competition as, uh, you know, she deserves. You know what I'm saying? For her to get the attention that, that she that she deserves, obviously. Man, she the quote. She the quote. No, that fight, that fight I, I agree with that statement. That was a hell of a fight. Her and Mariano quotes. Yeah, boxing, boxing won last night for sure, man. I think I enjoyed it. I, I don't have too much to complain about any day. It's too much boxing on. That's a good problem to have. Man. Yeah, good problem to have. Um, how many more fights do you plan on getting in before the year's up? Um, after this one, uh, plan probably one more. Um, just to defend the title, I want to defend it at least once by the end of the year. If not, um, early next year. Nice man. Um, I appreciate you for having me on. Do you got any final words before we uh head up out of here? Um, October twenty second. Right here in Cali uh, against Jason Velez. Don't miss it. It's going to be another knockout. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to tune in. And if there's any way, like you said, that I could watch it, I'm, I definitely tune in to it. And, uh, yeah, man, you got to you gotta come over to just do uh, just do boxing one time, maybe after your fight, man. Yeah, no. Of course, man. Whenever uh, whenever you guys want to have me on, I'm always uh, – uh, What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, On Instagram. Instagram. I'm already following you, man. So if you remember the name, Just Do Boxing or KB, I got you. I will be in touch, but I, you know, I won't be a nuisance, but I will let you do your work. But uh, I definitely be reaching out and hopefully, you know, you could come over one day, man, and uh, chop it up with the family. No, of course, man. Hey, uh, I, I, I appreciate you wanting to have me on. What's your Instagram thing? It's called Just Do Boxing or KB? Uh, just Do underscore Boxing. Okay, cool. After this, uh, after the stream right here, I'm going to go in there and follow you right back. Much appreciation, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, this was a great conversation, man. I had a lot of fun. Me too, man. Thank you for having yeah. me, man. Appreciate it. Uh, we just appreciate your time. And I, I say this all the time. This is what moves boxing forward, man. I think us being able to reach out to y'all and have, like, you know, screw an interview. This was a conversation. This is what we had, a good conversation. And 
I just appreciate you being accessible and being willing to come on these YouTube platforms and, and you know, just speak with us and give us your time. It's much appreciated. Yeah, no, every time I, I come on here with, you know, with, with good people like y'all and just uh, be as honest as I can and uh, try to go and make a difference to the sport because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, as a fan or as a fighter, we, we love the sport to death, man. So we, I, I just want to make it better. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I have, like, a lot of fun, Tito. Um, you know, we definitely got to link up. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, unfortunately knock out Jason Velez. So. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> I'll take that job. <laughs> just keep applying pressure keep keep being great man keep that great attitude that you have and i think you're gonna i know you're gonna be fine i know you'll be all right thank you man i appreciate it you know just trying to uh trying to go with and just you know it's a journey man at the end of the day it's a journey you know all this and so that's all that matters mm -hmm. Sweet. uh do you have any um final words for the audience uh I, I I hit it already with the October twenty second man. It's gonna be it's just gonna be a knockout man. Uh, like I said, I guarantee all my fights knockouts. And, uh, <laughs> I like to hear that. And and I don't do it based on just you know I don't go with it looking for the knockout on on power or, or athleticism. I go with it do it on, on just boxing man. And it always yeah. comes, it always comes. I'm not mm -hmm. with it you know looking for the knockout. You know I I know mm -hmm. I can oh I, I got the speed. I know I got all the, all the athleticism already on there. You know, I just want to – I go over there and I do it by boxing, and it always comes. So, so like I said, yeah. I'm – Yes, sir. Well, man, I appreciate the conversation, man. I will talk with you real soon. Yeah, no, of course, man. After this fight, you know, uh, we, we should all definitely get back together, man, I, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Definitely, man. Stay, yeah. stay in touch, bro. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate all you, right. too. All right, guys. Is there? I appreciate uh, you, K. Rod. That that was dope, bro. Yeah, you got me up. Now I was dead to the world a little bit. I'm like, ah, man. Yeah, like I felt I like I felt like a little bit nervous, you know, talking with them. But you know, like I, yeah, like I nah, have. Fun. I don't know. No, nah, you talk. Yeah, yeah. Kind of your questions was good. You was on point. You didn't have a bunch of new awkward pauses. No, nah, that was good. I I just appreciate you uh, even considering me, man, because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's all about, bro. Trying to build relationships and, and have these conversations, man. And I just like I like his attitude. I like how um he just he's willing to give his time and uh you know have these conversations and, and not being diva ish and being hard to get in touch with. And this is is like we all grown men. We all share a common bond and in boxing. Him being an actual boxer, us being supporters of what he does and. I think that's how you're going to grow the sport, man. I'm, I think it's a lot of people that need to understand outside of the actual action that takes place in the ring. Boxing lives on YouTube, man. <laughs> boxing lives on YouTube. Boxing was on YouTube. You, could, you get what I'm saying? And there's so much <laughs> that can be accomplished. Mm -hmm. So much that can be accomplished just by having the right conversations and, 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 and gracing these platforms and, and letting people just hear you, man. And I think that's that's going to grow these fan bases. That's going to, you know, bring more people to you because we're going to be able to understand how you think and, and move as a fighter. You just got to respect it. You walk yeah. away from this, this this conversation being more of a fan of the dude. That quick, just that easy. So I appreciate you, bro. That, that is definitely was dope. Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, like I just had a good conversation. I was going to 
you know, get this interview done and try to do some post fight weekend talk and then yeah. get up out of here, yeah, man. Yeah. Keep up, keep on grinding, man. Look, I, you got my support. I don't know why I wasn't subbed to this channel. Did you have to do it over? I'm not sure because I was before, but we back locked in now. So got my notifications and stuff turned on too. So we good. I'll be rocking out with you when you go live. I'll be stopping through. You got my support 100, percent bro. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for coming through. And uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait to see Tito fight, man. That you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> I've been watching, yeah, I'm just watching the highlight while we was talking to him, and I'm just like, man, damn, like, this dude really got some heavy hands, and like he said, that's what I've noticed, he don't look for the knockout, I think it just comes, you know what I mean, he just naturally, he set, he set it up, and it comes, and he, he got some real power, man, real power, he got some size, he's gonna be a problem, there's gonna be some people hesitant to fight him, but I feel like with us having platforms, using our voices, whether the channel is big or small, it doesn't matter, it's like we 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 stay on it and push the sport the right way, call shit out like accordingly. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense that just can't take place because it's it's more people speaking on the sport, watching the sport. I think as we grow these platforms, we bring our eyes to the sport. You get what I'm saying? Everybody that's on you that's a subscriber is not somebody that's a diehard boxing fan. They came across you. Better believe there's a nice percentage of subscribers that come across your content, appreciate it, and subscribe from there you hear what i'm saying yeah, i see it all the time people say it say it to me i mean i just had a good nice nice long day man i got about 25 extra people all that streaming i was doing <laughs> actually man i'm like damn 11 hours and some change just to get a copyright claim bro some music or something for like three minutes and then they so long that i can't edit them usually i would be to edit the little part out but it like it, it don't affect the channel. It's just like a copyright for some music, for some weird shit. I don't. I'm trying to think. I never get those ever. So I, I just think that was like some weird shit. I should dispute it, but I don't care. Uh, it was all good. It was a good day. Everybody won. We had a bunch of good boxes. The only one that lost that we was rooting for was Gary Antoine. I mean Gary Antonio. Yeah, Gary, yo, looked, Gary, he, Gary got. He looked very bad, man. Honestly, like yeah, I feel like bad. Gary. I felt like Gary blew that fight, and he got pissed off to the point where he tried being dirty. And I was like, "Gary, like, why are you doing that, man? Like, like Manny, like Manny mm -hmm. just came out guns blazing, like he just like ripped him." And I was like, "How? Like, yeah. I was thinking Gary was gonna be like a bad style matchup for Manny because you know Manny usually, um, um, he usually has like a tricky time with southpaw fighters, but knowing yeah. how, like, how I saw Gary fight, I was like, okay, this is not." Definitely going the distance, and uh, yeah, man, yeah. I just, I didn't see that, bro. I just didn't see that happening. I didn't see him losing last night. <laughs> not like that either. Yeah, it just that did not look good. Bad. I think the layoff affected him too, man, because he he looked his he, he he never just looked that out of sorts. He did not look his rhythm was off. His uh his speed. I mean, not his speed, his, his distance, his range. Like, he was misjudging. He did not know the range and distance that he should fight at. Like, he just, like, confused. That's the most confused I've seen a, a Russell look in the ring. I couldn't believe it. Got dropped real bad. I'm like, man, damn, yo. Yeah, I found that, that, crazy. Yeah, I find that very surprising. And I think it's just simply because, like, Gary Russell – himself he can't train the same way like his father does nope i said that and people you know what bro people that's why i say i i, I 
I'm, I, my assessments are different because I, I factor in different shit. Shelton, if this dude don't get his whole chest, nipples, and body, my bad. How the hell you gonna pop on somebody live with your chest and stomach out? Hey, what's up with Shelton, man? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Mr. Shelton. You know Shelton. Oh. Oh, he just yeah, popped yeah. him with a live camera all on his stomach and say this boy got a bad shirt on, man. That's just his <laughs> What the fuck is he doing? So but weird. yeah, uh, yeah, not, not enough people put uh, stock into the importance. Like, we say we understand the importance of his father, but then we don't necessarily say the things that would indicate that we understand the importance of his father. Like, y'all, y'all think that his pops not being in that corner ain't it, at least in the back of his mind each time he goes to that corner, despite it being Gary Russell, his brother. It's not his father. It's not the same. I don't think he would have looked that bad with his father. I just don't. We never seen it. You never see he was so more, much more disciplined. He was just like out of it. It just was a bad fight. I mean, from the opening bell, like he just, he just didn't do good. Yeah, it was just not a good performance, and I, mm-hmm. like you know, I just feel like both Russells, uh, Gary Antoine and Gary Antonio, they're not going to perform well. And uh, yeah. I, just don't, I just don't see Gary, Gary Russell Jr. taking on that role, especially. You know, yeah. not having their father's presence, and uh, yeah. I just think honestly, like it's just like you know, either you know they should seek like a better trainer that could give them a better yeah. outing for what they want to yeah. accomplish, or you know, they need Gary Russell to have somebody else come into their camp and then train with them because it's like you know, like you know, Gary Russell can't do it by um, himself. You know, he's not. I don't think so either. I think it would be smart for them to um and somebody asked that about do you think they'd go outside of 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 Gary's, you know, tutelage to try to learn. And I'm like, I truly hope that they're willing to do that. I truly hope so, because if not, I mean, I think they could find themselves in some trouble. I think that makes you a better fighter, a, a more of a man to understand that it's nothing wrong with going outside of what you used to to try to get help and to learn and get better to get to that next level. That's something that I kind of appreciate about Anthony Joshua, his willingness to try to go get help and be willing to try to learn new things and implement them to try to be better. Like, I, that's one thing about him that I could appreciate. So, yeah, hopefully they do. They do go get some extra help because it's, it's tough juggling your career. You training yourself, training your your, your, your brothers. Like, that's, that's a lot, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. You need. It's the reason why as trainers train. You get what I'm saying, and they you get what I'm saying. They focus so heavily on that, and fighters fight. So that's why I think it'd just be like strenuous at some point, man. It would be wise of them to kind of go reach out to somebody, but who that somebody would be remains to be seen. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, man. Man, this is a good night, man. Beyonce Wilder, man. Man, I had to block a couple people. Coming in only, oh yeah, but Fury beat him. What the fuck do I got to do with him knocking this dude out tonight? Yeah, like damn, that should be blowing me. That should mess up my energy for a minute. <laughs> yeah, the reason <laughs> like, why that block is weird, though, man. They're uh, they saying that because they know because they know Walter is better than Fury. You know that's really yeah, that's I, really why they're saying that. They know that Walter had to get saved. Yeah. He had to get saved to beat him. They had to cheat that man. If we being honest, so. Yeah, so you know, all these fucking haters are just fucking, you know, like afraid of Deontay Walter. You know, that's really what. Uh-huh. Mad that he beat their favorite fighter's ass. 
Yeah, um, I was gonna ask, uh, do you, uh, um, um, do you want to stay on with me to uh, cover, you know, the um, undercards? Or, uh, uh, how much longer are you gonna be on? I'm gonna just cover all the um, undercards from yesterday, and then I'll get out of here. Oh uh, shit! Um, uh, shit! I I got a couple minutes. Go ahead. We can run through it. We can run through it, bro. Okay. I yeah. Um, um, I'll start with you know the Clarissa you know undercard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll mm-hmm. start with the co-main event with Alicia Baumgartner and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Michaela Mayer. Um, how did you see that fight? Alicia and Michaela, uh, I actually didn't see it as a split decision like the judges did personally. Like, you know, I, I think the fight was competitive, but I think uh, I think Alicia Baumgartner, her first overhand right, if you remember, I think that, that, that set the tone. And I think that got the respect of Michaela Mayer much earlier than what Mayer expected. You know, she got hit early, a lot earlier than what she expected to get hit with that with that punch. I think it kept her hands uh, in her pockets for a bit. And yeah, as a result, you know, she started late. She started late, and I just don't see a case where it was a split decision because she was already she started in like the fourth round. She was down like three rounds to me. She just wasn't active. And then I just don't see how you can win rounds if you're not active. And then when she did start fighting, they had the ebbs and flows. She had her moments, but it was streaky to me. It wasn't it wasn't consistent enough. You know what I mean? I think Bumgarner just did the better work and spent more of the fight fighting how she fight as opposed to how Michaela Mayer fight. Michaela Mayer spent too much time fighting Bumgarner's fight. And I said it. She, she wasn't... Um, Active with her punch output, how she normally is. She wasn't throwing a bunch of combinations. How people say she do. I just don't. I didn't see her fighting with the same confidence that she normally fight with. It was a lot for me. Her body language is off. You could just tell she lost. Yeah, she fought, hung her she head over after the fight was over. Like, uh, yeah, she 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 fought like a really like dumb version of like Vonda Ward against Ann Wolf, but she but she didn't. She didn't even have any like you know like adjustments made in the entire fight. She she literally just came forward, tried to throw a bunch of these weird sissy punches, and yeah. was just cooking yeah. up with like those um overhand right counters. And I think uh you know that the biggest problem with like Alicia was that she kept getting hit with like, the right hand from from uh, Michaela, in which like you know if she blocked that with her left, then she would have knocked her out with like a good um uppercut right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, she definitely had the power to um, hurt Michaela. It's just that you know she just um, she just didn't want to you know like you know try to take any like you know too many high risks. So you know uh, that was very smart of her. Mm-hmm. But um, Mary, she was um, too uh, reluctant to throw. Yeah, uh, but I think um, Alicia, like honestly, like. If she's successful for getting undisputed at 130, I think her and Katie Taylor will be, you know, that big fight where, you know, I could, like, you know, I could easily see, like, Alicia beating up Katie, too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. And then if she wants to fight Amanda Serrano, then I'm down for that, too, just to put that out mm-hmm. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying, for all the beautiful queens <laughs> like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm with it. Yeah, um, let's uh, talk about Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. Like, you know, we already know what we're going to say, but... Mm-hmm. The main thing that impressed me with that part 
was was Clarissa's power. She walked out of that. She left that fight looking like the power puncher, looking like the harder puncher to me. That was clear as clear as day. I don't want to hear pillow fisting no more. She was beating Savannah Marshall up, and it was fun. It, it was fun to watch. Yes, I was sharing every step of the way. <laughs> Clarissa, like Clarissa, beat her down like Tommy Hearns with that uh, Errol Spence. You know, no. Mm-hmm. She came out there like mm-hmm. EJ beating yeah. up on Chris Algieri. She like literally pounded on every single punch that Savannah threw, and she kept she kept drilling her with those massive, you know, um, um uppercuts. Yeah, man, I, I kept telling people if I seen the uppercut that Shiz is landing, and hell, she was beating her ass, man. Oh man. She, yeah. she liked a couple of my. She liked a couple of my posts recently too. <laughs> yeah, Clarissa, honestly, like I'm not gonna lie, but I kind of feel like Clarissa actually does uh, tune in to um what we say. If I get Clarissa Fields to follow me, I'm gonna just talk shit just because of the hell of it. Just, just, <laughs> just for the hell of it. <laughs> Tito just hey, Tito man. kept his word. Tito just start and following me. She, I like she, it. That's dope. If she ever comes through to any of our channels. Then I'm definitely gonna give her all the praise and credibility. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she's a real one, man. Like you know, she don't like you know she don't be listening to no dumbass fucking narratives being thrown onto her. No, no, no. Mm-mm. That's why mm-hmm. I appreciate what she brings to the sport. Yeah, but yeah, but that was just a tremendous performance. Uh, great ring IQ. Um, her ring IQ has mm-hmm. been extremely higher. And she's just destroying yeah. a lot of fighters a lot easier. And uh, it doesn't even seem like she's really, really losing any, you know, defensive mechanism. She's actually getting better. And, uh, you know, I kind of hate how people were saying that Marshall was kind of like, you know, basically not trying her best against Clarissa, knowing that she was talking all this fucking shit, saying that she that um, she's going to hurt her. She's going to knock her out. But yet you couldn't even get past like a jab. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like she literally beat the living mm-hmm. crap out of you. You yeah. like honestly, if that fight was like a three minute twelve, like you know, twelve round fight, um, she would have been stopped mm-hmm. hands down. I think so. Hands mm-hmm. down, just garbage. She, she was getting hurt. It's funny. I like Clarissa, and she's so real. She said she do hit hard. She said I couldn't see. <laughs> she hit me. I couldn't see out of one of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit worried because. I, uh, I thought Savannah Not me, because it's like fighting. We couldn't tell. I couldn't tell her eye was fucked up or she couldn't see or something. Like I'm like, man, it didn't, didn't look like it to me. She was fighting her ass off. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh. She was. She was eating Savannah's punches, and you know, yeah, I, yeah, actually Savannah, I actually thought, like, um, I actually thought, you know, Savannah was actually cheating in that fight because she was like using like some like really like. Dirty, you know, uh, punching mechanisms to like try to hurt. That's you know, Fury uh, shit. P- pulling yeah. the hair down, trying to hit. Holding the back of the head, and trying to hit. Yeah, yeah. She pulled some of it. She got a little desperate. It didn't get obnoxious, but she got a. She started getting a little, a little Fury esque in there. Yeah, she was gonna try to throw like rabbit ass punches and shit, and I was just like, uh huh. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like uh, that shit wasn't gonna work. But on top of that. Um, Clarissa just dog walked her. She she wasn't she wasn't like afraid to go toe to toe. Yeah, so she she mm-hmm. just basically took all that you know like away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that shit was amazing, man. 
Yeah. Um, Even Daniel DeBoss' sister did good. Yeah, his sister's amazing, man. I definitely love, you know, Caroline a lot. She's awesome. Body style. I like her more than I like Fundora's sister. Dude, she would wash mm-hmm. Fundora's sister. Or, man, she would yeah. her ass. Just uh, off her fire body shot like she did the chick from last night. <laughs> Um, she's tall enough to make lightweight. Um, um, um. Anyway, she, you know, she don't need to be fighting a woman. Mm-hmm. Like I even said it the other day to her. Like this was like five, six months ago. But I said that her and Zarina should fight each other. And you know, she don't want to make like you know um um any mention to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, you know how that. But I said, man, that's why we talk this boxing because we could we could push for those type of fights and keep. Bringing them up, making sure people don't people hear about them. Oh yeah, and making cases. You know, cases. I'm you know gonna, what I'm saying? As to why they need to fight. I'm gonna start being petty towards like a lot of these fighters, you know, that want to be, you know, you know, like avoiding all these uh, other fighters, man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, nah, but it, it's it. They being petty with us, shit. Yeah. Like they ain't giving us what we want. Like as as boxing fans, like why we can't get what we want, bro? Yeah, I mean, if you ain't giving me what I want, then I'm gonna be talking my. You know, talking my shit mm-hmm. and you know, disrespecting yeah. him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, you don't want to talk this shit? Yeah. Make the fights. You get what I'm saying? Add the damn fights. Yeah. Um, let's move on without the next fight card uh, with uh, Walder and Hellenius. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I'll start with. Um, okay. um, I'll start with, uh, you know, Emmanuel Rodriguez versus Gary Antonio Russell. Man. Um, man, yeah, you welcome, big boy. Yeah, man, Gary Antonio Russell, I rock with him heavy, and I'm gonna support him win, lose, or draw. I just think that was a really tough loss for him. He never got into any rhythm. That's by far his worst performance. Not just because of the loss, obviously, but because this was the most ineffective I ever seen him look. That's the worst I ever seen a Russell look in any professional fight. You know what I'm saying, and that that just was that that was a uh, I don't know it was a little disconcerting. I don't know, man. It's a little concerning because it's like, damn, bro. Like we seen Gary Antonio have a rough time his his last fight a little bit. I mean, Gary Antoine, you know what I mean, a little bit. And then you see Antonio just completely unraveling there. I mean, he kept fighting. Credit to him for continuing to fight and bite down, but. I don't know what Gary was telling him in the corner because either Gary was telling him and he wasn't doing it or Gary wasn't telling him the right shit. And I think that's something that's real. That's a real question. Either he was being told the right stuff and just wasn't doing it or he wasn't being told the right stuff. So therefore he couldn't do the right shit. You know what I mean? Cause he wasn't being told. So I don't know. I don't want to blame, like come off like I'm blaming somebody, but it just wasn't a good showing at all for him. And none of the rounds, none of the rounds. He didn't win a round. That, that's, that's, very bad. Yeah. And uh, the biggest issue was that he did not use any of his, you know, southpaw abilities that he could have done to, um, to like, immobilize Manny because, you know, just by, like, me personally, you know, I always look at, like, you know, what, you know, what would I do better if I was in that situation? And looking at what Manny was doing, he was lunging in a lot with his left, but what Gary mm-hmm. should have done is that he should have moved to his right and then break him with his left because you would have hurt him. And then on top of that, Manny kept like leaving his like right face wide open. So like I would have mm-hmm. drilled him with like that straight left and then I would have 
broke him to the body. And then you would have had more success just like winning the fight. But, you know, he didn't do any of that because I felt like his mindset is still not there because he doesn't have his dad in front of him. And then he's mentally, you know, he's mentally, you know, disrupted to the point where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't believe, you know, in his, like, you know, um, like he doesn't believe um, in himself um, anymore as a fighter. And uh, I just think I look like he had a confidence issue as well. Yeah. 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 You know, like I like you know, like I felt bad for him because you know I like Gary, you know, like you know, um, um, a lot. But I was just very mm-hmm. disappointed because it's like, you know, this is pretty much like the second, you know, you know, like occurrence that the Russell brothers have not looked good in. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I don't know if this is you know like the blueprint of their father being dead, so therefore they're not fighting well because of him. But it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, if you guys are going through some mental health. Um, issues that then to me personally, if I was like a brother out of that family, I would try to seek professional help and then get back get back into boxing. You know, when you're mentally you know cleared out, because you know you don't want to kill yourself. You know, like you know, um, um, in the sport, you know, while taking all that punishment, and then you're battling depression, and you know that's not like a good you know you know recipe. You know that's going to be mm-hmm. disastrous. You know for the future. Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to uh, 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 refocus, like, and take a step back and really yeah. fix some shit. They really do. Uh, but it's like I don't hate them, you know. Like I'm gonna be honest as no, a, I don't. Mm-hmm. you know, like uh, this is like now this is at a pure, you know, respectable, you know, criticism. You know, like I want, yeah. you yeah. know. I'll, you know, I don't want to see them be failures, you know, like, you know, they are, yeah, great exactly. fighters, but, you know, you cannot keep mm-hmm. yourself, you know, at the high level having that mindset. Nope. Nope. Or looking like your confidence rattled or you don't know. Mentally, he just wasn't there. It's like the lights was on. Nobody was home. Yeah. That's what I said. That's like the equivalence of somebody fucking let, letting the engine just run in the car, but ain't, ain't, done, ain't driving nowhere. That's what that was. The car was on, but wasn't nobody driving it. You know what I'm That's what it really looked like to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He looked distracted. He just looked mentally not there. He didn't respond well to things that was happening to him. And the punches, he kept getting hit with the same punches. He was getting rocked, knocked off balance, hurt, buzz. He got dropped real bad. And he, all, he looked like he was damn near out of it, out of there. I'm like, man, you got to think. Anyway, destroyed dude in two rounds. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I think honestly, like if that was Naoya Inoue, you know, hurting him like that, then uh, like you know, then I think that, yeah, I think he would have been stopped. But it's just like Manny, Mm -hmm. like you know, Manny punches hard, but he doesn't punch as hard as Inoue. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference is is that Gary, he just looked, he looked very disturbed, and he looked like he didn't know what he was doing in the fight, and he and he just. Oh, from the range he needed to fight at, nothing. He just he wasn't there. I've never seen that. I've never seen a Russell fight like that. Yeah, yeah but it's like mm-hmm. he could have done way better, and 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 I just don't, just don't like the fact mm-hmm. how how he just blew this opportunity because it's yeah. like why well, Mister Eliminator, right? Yeah, it's really IBF like, yeah, mm-hmm. title. So mm-hmm. you know, like honestly, like I wanted him to beat Manny because. You know, like, like if anything, yeah, you know, um, he would have been closer 
you know, to like a title. But, you know, now that I think about it, you know, I think, I think, you know, he just needs to take some time off and then, you know, um, they're already kind of blackballed and shit. Uh huh. They're looking for a reason not to like these dudes. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, uh, moving forward with the other fights, uh, you know, how'd you like that Frank Sanchez and Carlos, you know, Negron fight? Um, Frank Sanchez, Frank Sanchez did his thing, man. He did his thing. Uh, he started strong, uh, kind of, you know, Negron came on just a bit, you know, man, made, made the shit a bit more interesting, but then Frank Sanchez, man, he was very smart in that fight, and uh, he picked the right shots and got his man out of there, bust his nose up real good. From that point, I, f- I felt like I thought he was going to stop him. Once I seen the nose busted open like that, the way it was all over, the blood was all over his face, I was like, it looked like an accident just happened on this shit. I'm like, yeah, he's going he gonna to hurt this dude. And he got the stoppage. It was impressive to me. <laughs> real yeah. impressive. Negron is a solid fighter, too. He ain't no, you know, he ain't no slouch. Yeah, so I, I think that was an impressive yeah. show from uh, Frank Sanchez. Yeah, he made I, up for that dull ass performance he had a fight or two ago. Yeah, like I thought, um, I thought Carlos was gonna stop Frank Sanchez because he had like the better, you know, punching power. But uh, unfortunately, I was like very wrong because I had, you know, looked at you know his his uh, previous resume. And you know he's been mm-hmm. stopped before, but I wasn't thinking Frank was gonna be that aggressive to actually knock him out because honestly, like I don't think he's a natural heavyweight. I don't think Frank is actually like built for the division. But mm-hmm. you know he looks so like he looks so fucking like out of shape and so so big. And I was just like, like you know, um, why did you have to put all that weight onto you? Because it's like honestly, like I don't think that's a good like like um, I don't think that's a good weight for him. I think. I think his best weight, you know, for you know, for the heavyweight division is like two thirty or at least like two twenty five. Don't don't be don't be anywhere, you know, above like two fifty. Cause it's like, you know, um he don't look any better. Yeah. I mean, some people would say that. And he don't he don't overly impress me, but it was just a good showing last night, but I still don't know how I feel about him. Possibly becoming a champion. I think mm-hmm. he can. I think he can win like a title. It's just like you know how many you know how many how many tough fights will be in front of him that will mm-hmm. you know eventually take away his uh, championship you know reign because eventually you mm-hmm. know like I think I think Jerry Big Baby Anderson will probably probably defeat him and then I think Stefan Big Shot Shaw has a very high chance of defeating him and. Uh, mm-hmm. He might he might lose to Dakari Scott, but I think Dakari Scott can can be beat by Frank Sanchez. So uh, I think yeah, that, no, I think he I think he fuck around stop Dakari Scott. Yeah, I think I think he that might Matt stop. truck, Matt truck, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, think I think he stopped him. I'm seeing the way he got stopped. His only loss that he got. I ain't like how he looked. I don't think he had a skill set to be able to deal with uh, Frank Sanchez. I think Frank could be the outbox and possibly yeah, stop. Frank, yeah, Frank's footwork and hand speed is way better than you know Dakari. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I was kind of criticizing that in the past to say like it, it like you know um, if, if uh, Dakari doesn't 
work on his footwork and hand speed and definitely conditioning with all that weight that he has. Uh, that's uh-huh. not, you know, that's not going to help him, you know, rise. And um, I think I think his highest scaling would be better if he fought a lot more athletically rather than just having all this packed up weight because just because it's a heavyweight division doesn't mean boxing skills are taken out of the, you know, um, out of the uh-huh. Uh-huh. equation. Like, you know, yeah. You still need a certain yeah. amount of boxing skill. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah like, like, you know, um, you still need to have a good athletic body to be in shape to set up those shots because you're wasting so much energy trying to look for that big power shot. But then, you know, but the minute mm-hmm. you have somebody that's, you know, athletically gifted that can go 12 rounds and not get tired, it's like you're going to get knocked out, you know? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the heavyweight division is going to be really fun knowing that Deontay Wilder, you know, if he, like, honestly, like, you know, I'll be very proud of him if he gets, you know, um, um, undisputed. But, you know, that'll, mm-hmm. like, reset the heavyweight division. And, you know, he has so many, like, young talents that will follow him. And it'll just be so much easier to see, like, all the better talent, you know, once he's gone. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but before we get to Walter, uh, let's talk about Plant, you know, beating the living crap out of Anthony Durrell. Um, Tell it a post. Yeah. Tell it a post. He beat him every round to me and then stopped him. <laughs> Man, I was happy that Plant knocked him out because he had like, the Freddy Krueger shoes on. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that, I, did, I didn't see a one-punch knockout in the cars for Plant. <laughs> I did not see that happening. Man, I did not see that. I did not. I yeah. did not see that happening, bro. That was that was hilarious. Yeah, but that one punch and, and the way he doubled it up, boy, he dug up to hook to the body, a left hook to the body, followed up with a left hook to the head. Man, that was a sharp hook and just end the fight. Impressed yeah, with Caleb Plant, man. I was thinking he was gonna throw a left hook to the body and then uppercut and, and left hook with it. Because like mm-hmm. that's what he's really good at doing. And like, you know, yeah. he, that you know, I would have been so happy if he did that because Anthony Durrell was about to get his neck like broke after that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that you know, was bad. That like, was a bad knockout. Yeah, you know, Caleb. Caleb like brutality him like it was a Mortal Kombat session. <laughs> yeah, brutality finished him. Yeah, he finished him for real. And all that you can't punch and don't get on your bike, bitch. Don't run this and you oh, just no, got Caleb, sweat, bro. But- I was telling like another friend previously in the like you know um um in the past that it, that don't don't be surprised if Caleb comes back a lot different from the Canelo loss and basically he just beat himself that night you know against a Canelo because he could have stopped Canelo too you know he just didn't uh-huh. stay switched on it's just that he just left that left hand down and then Canelo hit him and Caleb yeah. just you know he just failed to like. You know, just stay, you know, defensively switched on in the fight. And he would have easily beat Canelo, you know, decisively. But, um, you know, even if he lost like a, like, you know, a robbery decision to Canelo, Caleb Plant would have shown he was uh, the better fighter that night instead of getting stopped. Yeah. But either way, yeah. you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. proud of Caleb Plant because, you know, he, you know, he, he showed, learned from the law. Yeah. Like, you know, he never changed. Like, he looked, he looks a lot better with Bones Adams and, like I, I like like I really wish mm-hmm. Redman was actually training him 
you know, at the, you know, at the beginning of his career, because he probably would have yeah. been, yeah, he probably would have been a lot more dangerous to take yeah. over super middleweight real quick. Yeah. About the guy that never been, you know, he knocked out a guy that never been knocked out. He been stopped once by a cut with David Benavidez. But that's it. He was knocked out last night. So that yeah, just was impressive. Um, what pissed me off about Anthony Durrell was that he he thinks he's like the ultimate badass because he fought David Benavides and Kayla Plant didn't. But the difference is, uh-huh. is that you you decided not to fight Kayla Plant when he became a champion as soon as he beat Jose Uzcaragi. But on top of that, why didn't you fight him early in his career when he was on the come up? Because PBC could have easily made that fight because you guys were on the both like you know um, you guys were on the same side of up the street. But on top of that. Uh-huh. You know, Anthony Durrell blew his opportunities when he got world titles. And, you know, not to mention when he won his first world title, you know, he had like a fucking draw with that guy, you know. So he, you know, arguably lost mm-hmm. his, his first world title fight. And then once you won your quote unquote belt, you then lost it. You got your ass beat. And then, uh-huh. you know, same thing with, you know, Avni Yildirim. Avni Yildirim arguably should have beat you because you had that bad cut over your right or left eye, whatever eye that got effed up. And you should have arguably lost that fight. You know, I actually thought like Abney Yildirim, you know, should have won that fight off of like a bad cut because just because it was like, you know, you know, over four rounds or past four rounds doesn't mean that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have like a bad cut in boxing, you know, it should automatically go to the cards. No, like you should have lost that fight, you know, through, you know, through technical stoppage or doctor stoppage. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. That that shit just man, this boy, it's the way boxing worked last night is is just crazy. The way this, these fights was coming on and the way they was ending, <laughs> I enjoyed them all, man. But uh, he was just too old for Caleb Plant, and he wasn't going to beat him. Too old. He still think he he was the younger Durrell. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't understand where exactly he was at physically in his career. Still talking like he's the younger version of himself, and he wasn't. But he know now. That's a retirement knockout loss right there. Caleb Plant would still beat him in his prime anyway. You know, he doesn't. I think so, too. I think he was a, he's just a better boxer, period. Yeah. But it's like, you like you know, he decided to fight Caleb Plant at this stage of his career versus not fighting him when he was at his absolute prime on the come up. And uh-huh. you had more, like you had more experience than Caleb Plant, and you, like you know, you clearly show that Caleb Plant, it was, like you know, he was already levels, like you know, like above you, you know, coming into this matchup. So, Caleb Plant, Caleb Plant, you know, he's a very good dark horse, you know, in the like you know in the division, and nobody don't want to give him a lot of credit because we're like what, like you know, because he's white? No, like you know, he's a damn good ass fighter, man. And yeah, it's like. Yeah. You don't want to give well, him damn credit. Sure don't fight like no white guy. No, you know he has damn a good sure fight. Mm-hmm. It's very old school. He fights like a very young version of like, um, who's that one good boxer back in the day? Uh, like you know he fights like um, oh man, I forgot his name. He was so good back in like the old era. Um, uh, um, he was a. I think he fought a middleweight. Oh, um, Michael Nunn, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he has some shades of him. You know, he kind of fights like him. 
but he has yeah, such I a can see that. Yeah, like Caleb has a, such a good technical boxer puncher style. You know what I'm saying? Pure pure boxing mm-hmm. volume puncher yeah. style. Yeah. Like you know, he's and basically a, yeah. Like you know, he's a yeah. um, fighter. Mm-hmm. Him and Brad man looked like they was working on sitting down on their punches a bit more because he sat down on that left hook, man. He dug to the body and checked him with that hook to the head and just man, picture perfect, man. Picture perfect knockout. Yeah, and, and and it's like power, power, power isn't everything in a boxing fight. It's it's how you set up that one good shot to actually stop somebody. And you know, you don't need to have mega mega power to you know to stop somebody. It it you know, like it's all about the technique of how you set up the punch and getting somebody out of there. But you know, uh-huh. you know, boxing is not about knockouts. Boxing is about technicality and having you know the archetype skill set to bring to the ring. So, yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, um, let's move forward with the main event with Walter and Hellenius. You know, there's not much to talk about, but if you want to say yeah. anything, hey man, glad to see Bomb Squad back. Glad to see him. Uh, you know, doing what he do best is, is you know, snatching souls and, and knocking people into the into the sunken place, and that's exactly what he did last night. I think he only landed three total punches that fight, and that last one was was the kill switch or the kill shot, and it ended him. Deontay Wilder, yeah, Deontay Wilder looks way different from from his last fight, and uh, uh, this new style is definitely taking out everybody out in the heavyweight division, hands down. Um, I think so too. I think so too. But it's like, imagine Walter Younger having the style. He would have stopped everybody a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, this shit would have been ridiculous, man. Yeah. Just, just that movement being more, like, you know, elusive and moving, giving, being a moving target and then being able to just stop on the dime and turn your lights out. It's just, that's a gift right there. Yeah. But now Definitely he's going to right hand more. And he's now hurting people a lot faster. So, <laughs> uh-huh. and he didn't even sit down. He only checked him with that punch. He didn't was, put like that wasn't a true right hand in his. It just wasn't. Yeah, Hellenius. You know, I felt bad for him, but I really didn't because he, because he was really being stupid of trying to lunge right in. And then Walter's like, "What are you doing?" And he just killed him. Like it, like it was like a, you know, brutality shot. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. And man, that was a kill shot if I ever seen one. Yeah. But picture perfect. I think I think it clearly shows that, you know, all roads lead back to Deontay Walder and he is he is, you know, the undisputed champion. People's champion. Uh-huh. Uh last thing I'm gonna say is, man, where the hell was Usyk at, man? Let me find out Usyk backing out. He like, man, nah, saying that, I'm cool. I'm nah, cool on that. I ain't fighting that dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Who says going to duck Deontay Walder? Just wait. If he do, then I'm going to dance for make a video about it because he said he was going to be a man as word. So if he go back on it, then I'm going to call his ass out on it. I think Deontay Walder should go after Usyk and mandate that fight to become a mandatory, and then that way... He can get one of his belts and then 
just wait for Usyk and Fury to fight each other, and then boom, he can knock out Fury. Yeah, pretty much. This is like if he ain't gonna play Walter, then you know Deontay Walter should uh-huh. keep him for sure. You know? Yeah. But um, yeah. I think I think this now opens up Walter and Ruiz next because that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, Usyk ain't gonna be a man as worried. And yeah, I see them throwing Ruiz in there, and I can see his big ass being stretched. Yeah, Deontay Walter's gonna knock out Andy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna crush him. Definitely gonna knock him out. How Joshua should. It's just gonna be such an easy fight for him. He's, you know, all he has to do is just drill that, drill that check left, and then jab, jab Andy to death. Uh-huh. Jab him and Andy gotta work his way inside. When he make his way inside, you shoot that right hand like the missile that it is and end the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh I guess last but not least, you know, Haney Cambosis too. What's your thoughts? Easy win for Haney. I think he beat him a little more convincingly than he did the first time. Had him pretty bloodied up. Crazy to see uh, Haney bleeding a little bit too, but he damn sure one handily. Kind of respect the, the respect that I can boast to show Haney. Yeah, I can respect that from he was humble. Now he back normal again. So now you could you could you could like him again. It's, that yeah. that that fake fake persona is is washed away because he literally beat it out of him. So uh, good win for Haney. Now let's see let's see if he fight Lomachenko next. Yeah, I think I think that's what's gonna be the play next, and then after that, Haney will might go up, go back up to one, or he might move up to one forty. But I think, uh-huh. but I think he should just move up to one forty. I think I think Loma should just basically be, you know, basically be be fed to the wolves, and you know he doesn't need, you know, Lomachenko because it's like, uh-huh. like honestly, Lomachenko's mm-hmm. a bum, so. Yeah, he just said he felt like he need that fight. I was reading it. He said because um, he felt like beating Lomachenko would get him the respect that he deserved from the boxing world. So I'm like, all right. Now I heard you. I, heard, I read what you said. Now, uh, now it's time that now once he beat up Jermaine Ortiz, because he is, that fight should be nut. Y'all too. It's not going to be Tank. I ain't worried about that. It, but it better be Loma. Yeah, I, um, I don't. I don't think Lomachenko is gonna beat him. I think I think Jermaine has a good chance to upset him too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd honestly, be interesting too. Yeah, because if Jermaine, if he, you know, like if he actually comes out guns blazing against Lomachenko and Lomachenko does the same thing like he did with Tia Fimo, where he doesn't throw his hands enough, then I think Jermaine, uh-huh. yeah, I think I think Jermaine can can easily cruise to a decision, but it's gonna be. Very difficult to get that because you know if like Lomachenko throws like you know like a couple punches in, in certain swing rounds and you know everybody's gonna uh-huh. say like you know Lomachenko won that round automatically yet Jermaine you know outboxes him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, but I think, um, uh, but I think if Jermaine if he beats Lomachenko, then I won't be uh-huh. surprised. yeah um, I won't be surprised if him and Haney fight each other because I want to see that fight. Yeah, um, I, I would personally wouldn't mind saying um, Loma and Haney. Like I said, that's the next fight that you claim you want. So, and I think that's what Bob Man going to push for. 
long as he under contract with Bob Lamb, Bob Lamb, I think, going to try to push Loma in there next. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's about it. Uh, you know, appreciate the conversation. and um, oh, Always, bro. It's been a good conversation. I might as well find me something to eat now so I could get back some energy from yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm probably going to jump on a little bit myself. Yeah. Once I eat, I got to eat first. <laughs> yeah, same here. Like, I got to... I gotta, you know, refill my, you know, energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, bro. It's been yeah. good talking, you know, chopping it up, K Rod. You know, where I'm uh, tapped in, so you know, I'll be checking in with you for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm always on the ground. I'm always gonna, you know, keep grinding mm-hmm. and get this channel yeah. big. Yeah, man. We gonna get there. We're definitely gonna get there. Yeah, um, I, um, um, I'll also upload this to the podcast, you know, after this is over. And then, you know, like, I'll send it. All right, bet. That's cool. Yep. Uh, appreciate it. All right, you. bro. Definitely. All right. Yep. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Mr. Tito uh, Mercado and uh, Just Do Boxing, uh, Sports and Tunes, thank you for coming through. Please go check him out. He is a great, great channel. Uh, talks to a lot of the Mexican fighters off of what the West Coast. Very good boxing mindset. Um, very cool. Shout out to Mr. Skywalker Boxing, hashtag TWT and LDBC. Please go support my, uh, you know, eldest friend, Mr. Skywalker, and salute to the black brother himself, Mr. Combat Toolbad. Please go help his channel reach to 1,000 subscribers. He is almost there. Family. Yes. And also salute to um, everybody else that came through. Um, be sure to like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Share this video around. Um, this will be uploaded to my podcast right now as soon as this is over. And um, yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for coming through. Salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC. Salute to the TWT. Salute to Tito Mercado out of that West Coast, California. Whew. October 22nd. Tito about to steal the show on Saturday, and it's going to be a good knockout coming. And I will be tuned in. And I can't wait. Um, salute to you, Tito. Um, very, you know, insane freak athlete, just a absolute monster. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. So thank you guys for coming through. I will see you guys very, very soon. Um, I'll also be talking about Loma and Jermaine Ortiz. I can't wait for that. I might want to go to that fight, but I really might not. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it's best I'll just stay home for that because, you know, Jermaine, Jermaine's a very good fighter and, I would like to see him in person, but I think I think it's just best I just keep it out or I set that one out because I got some things I got to focus on. But all right, I'll see you guys later. Peace out and goodbye. Peace.